0: Hello, and welcome to your third episode of The Early Music Gets the Worm. I'm your host, Abby, and today we'll be discussing Roman liturgy and chant. Gregorian chant is music for religious observances. The tunes can vary from simple recitation to elaborate melodies, depending on their role in the liturgy. It takes a lot of knowledge to understand what is used in chant. Roman liturgy is complex resulting from a long history of addition and codification that was largely unknown to those who participated in services. The role of the church was to teach Christianity and to save souls. The purpose of religious services was to reinforce the same lessons for worshippers, making clear the path to salvation through the church's teachings. This purpose was served chiefly by the liturgy the texts that were spoken or sung, and the rituals that were performed during each service. The role of the music was to carry those words, accompany those rituals, and inspire the faithful. Every year the church commemorated each event or saint with a feast day in a cycle known as the church calendar. The most important feasts are Christmas and Easter, both preceded by periods of preparation and penitence. Advent begins four days, four Sundays before Christmas, and Lent starts on Ash Wednesday, 46 days before Easter. The most important service in the Roman Church was the Mass, each involved from commemorations of the Last Supper of Jesus from his disciples the mass is performed every day in monasteries convents and major churches on sundays in all churches and more than once on the most important feast days the texts for certain parts of the mass vary from day to day and are collectively called the proper of the mass the texts from other parts called the ordinary of the mass do not change although the melodies may vary The proper chants are called by their function and the ordinary chants by their initial words. The sung portions of the ordinary were originally performed by the congregation, but later taken over by the choir. Early forms of the ceremony that became the Mass fell into two parts. The first part of the early Mass became the Liturgy of the Word, focused on the Bible readings and Psalms. The second part became the Liturgy of the Unaris, meaning to give thanks, with offerings and prayers leading to communion. Early Christians usually prayed or sang psalms throughout the day, either in private or public gatherings. The office was a series of eight services that, since the early Middle Ages, have been celebrated daily at specific times. Office observances include several psalms each with an antiphon a uh, chant sung before and after the psalm lessons with musical responses called responsitories hymns canticles poetic passages from parts of the bible other than the book of psalms and prayers the most important office services are matins lauds and vespers Texts and music for services were gathered in books copied by scribes in the Middle Ages and later printed under church authority. Texts for the Mass are in a book called the Missal, and the chants are in the Gradual. Texts for the Office are collected in the Breviary, the Music, and the Antiphoner. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, the Book of Common Use was issued, which contains the most frequently... Use text and chants for the off- mass and office. Gregorian chants are very diverse in style with varying approaches to performance, treatment of the text, and melodic character. Singers use three manners of performance for chant. Responsitorial, in which a soloist alternates with the choir or congregation, antiphonal, in which two groups or halves of the choir alternate and direct without alter- alternation. There are also three styles of setting texts. Chants in which almost every syllable is a single note, called symbolic. Chants in which syllables carry on one to six notes, are also called pneumatic. Long melodic passages on a single syllable are melismas, and chants that feature them are melismatic. Some parts of the mass and office are chanted into recitation formulas. They are simple melodic outlines that can be used with any, with many different texts. Slightly more complex are the psalm tones, formulas for singing psalms in the office. Each psalm tone consists of an intonation, rising motive used only for the first verse, recitation on the tenor, the median, a cadence, a cadence for the middle of each verse, further recitation, and a termination, a final cadence for each verse. The last verse of the psalm is followed by a lesser doxology for a a formula of praise to the Trinity, sung to the same psalm tone and shown here as verses 9 and 10. The addition of this brief, brief text puts the psalm from Hebrew scriptures firmly into a Christian framework. In most modern performances, the contour, the leader of the choir, sings the opening words of the antiphon to set the pitch. <clears throat> and the full choir completes the antiphon. The contour sings the first half of the psalm, or the canticle verse, and the second choir completes it. The two half-choirs alternate verses or half-verses. Ver- and the full choir joins together for the reprise of the antiphon. Aside from the psalms, hymns are the most familiar type of sacred songs. Hymns are strophic consisting of several stanzas that are all sung into the same melody. Stanzas may be four to seven lines long. Psalmody, the singing of psalms, was part of the Mass as well in the office. Alleluias include a respond on the word Alleluia, a song, ver- a psalm verse, and a repetition of the respond. The final syllable of Alleluia is extended by an effusive melisma called the jubilios. The sung portions of the Mass Ordinary were originally performed by the congregation to simple, cinematic melodies. These chants tend to be in a later style have clearer pitch centers and more melodic repetition. Even after the chant repertoire was standardized in the 8th and 9th centuries, church musicians continued to add to it. They developed three new types of chant, all additions addition to the liturgy author- authorized by Rome, tropes, sequences, and liturgical dramas. A trope expanded an existing chant in one of three ways. By adding new words and music before the chant and often between phrases. Melody only, extending the melismas or adding new ones. Or text only. The sequences are symbolically to a text that is mostly in couplets and are after sung the Alleluia at Mass. And lastly, lyrical dramas, although not strictly part of the liturgy, they were linked to it, recorded in lyrical books, and performed in church, with processions and stylized actions. Women were excluded from the priesthood, and as the choir took over the singing and services, women were silenced in church. Hildegard of Began, achieved great success as a prioress and abbess of her own convent as a writer and composer. Most of her songs praise the Virgin Mary, the Trinity, or, lore, or local saints. Hildegard claimed that her songs, like her prose writings, were divinely inspired. And that is all for this episode of The Early Music Gets the Warm. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a good day. is